0: Welcome to Her Journey podcast, where we talk with incredible, talented, and powerful women about their experiences. My name is Aline, and I am your host. And today I'm joined with Nikita, the author of Blooming, published researcher, and financial literacy workshop leader. All right, yeah, so let's just start off by having you talk briefly a little more about who you are and what you do.
1: Thank you so much, Aline. So, um, as Aline said, my name is Nikita. I am 17 years old and I am a high school senior at Canadian International School, which is situated in Bangalore. Um, Um, So so basically, I wrote a book that's titled Blooming, and it's um, about the struggles that Indian women face in becoming financially independent. I have also published a research paper which explores various factors that financially hinder women. And at the same time, I also work towards increasing the financial literacy of women through workshops because I strongly believe that education and knowledge are the first steps towards an empowered community.
0: Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. You're definitely super accomplished and I can definitely see that financial independence and literacy are some very important topics that are especially meaningful to you. And so I would really love to hear about why specifically they're so important to you
1: absolutely so i think being financially independent and hence literate is very important for every individual because money as an asset and its management have become increasingly important in today's world if you're financially dependent on someone else you are basically dependent on them for just about everything else in your life and this is a very difficult place to be in because then you may not have as much control and say over your own life as you deserve. So I think financial independence is directly connected to how you perceive yourself in the larger scheme of things and what control you can have on your own future and that's why it's something that I find so important because such a small thing can basically define your future and the life that you hold ahead of you.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Are there any experiences that you yourself have faced in the past that have pertained to maybe a personal struggle you've had with financial independence or even any stories about when you've seen
1: this happening to those around you? So considering I'm still in high school, um, I haven't had any personal struggles, but I have seen many women in my community and family who are not financially independent in the conventional sense. And oftentimes this leads to like lower self-confidence, less decision making power in the household. And through my book, I've also heard stories of women who've had to continue in uncomfortable relationships due to financial dependency or the or the fear of having to make one's ends meet. So I think seeing such examples generates in me a want to be financially independent and at the same time also help and encourage as many girls and women as possible to fight for their own financial independence.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it definitely seems like you have a lot of knowledge on the subject of financial independence and literacy. And so I think it'd be pretty interesting to kind of hear about um, when you uh Began to kind of want to share the knowledge that you have with that with others and also even how you first gain knowledge about this subject as
1: well. Sure. Um. So I've spent a significant amount of my time doing research, speaking to people and going over many financial literacy courses to educate myself on the topic. Um, But the important thing um, that I feel about financial literacy is that my primary goal is not merely to teach women financial literacy topics, um, but rather to light a willingness to take account of their own finances. So with the internet and the numerous resources available, I think anyone with the motivation to learn and manage finances has a pretty decent way of doing so. Um, And this motivation is what I strive to develop. And oftentimes the workshops that I hold um, get women started and educated about some topics, but the larger goal is to lead them into researching and learning further about the topics that they are interested in as well.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a really, really important goal. So, um, I really do appreciate like all the work that you're doing and actually jumping more into that work that you've done. Um, I would love to kind of talk a little bit more about your book Blooming because I think it's honestly a really incredible project that you've taken on and I would love to hear about maybe the inspiration behind specifically writing this book and also have you talk a little bit about what it's all about.
1: Thank you so much. Those are really kind words. Um, so about Blooming, um, I um, was a student or am a student growing up in India. And um, this led me to witness a great disparity between the opportunities men and women had to pursue their careers and individual financial stability. Um, I began blooming and my research paper both with the aim of um, understanding the disparity. I was curious about why this was so. And on my journey of conducting research and understanding, I realized that um the numbers that I found in my research could not do justice to the true emotions that um, women were facing or the difficulty um, and since I was still yearning for more knowledge about the topic, I decided to write Blooming.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I love that and I think it's great that you know, the inspiration kind of came from the environment that you grew up in. And I noticed actually that in your book, you included different stories of women um, struggling with financial independence. And so I'm wondering if these are stories of women that you personally knew in your community um, and just know more a little bit about the process of how you
1: wove these stories into your book. Absolutely. So um, I don't actually know most of these women personally. Um, I leverage social media and WhatsApp and Facebook um, to sort of reach out to women all across India um, to get as wide an audience as possible. Um, For me, Blooming was largely about uncovering the suppressed feelings of common Indian women and raising awareness about the hidden truths that lined Indian households. So while speaking to over 50 women across the country and hearing their experiences, um, I realized that this was the right way to maintain the authenticity of the problems I wanted to talk about. For each issue that I've brought up in my book, I had real women confirming how badly that issue affected their personal lives. And this was important to me not only because it proved the existence of the problem I was talking about, but also because these women's voices brought unique angles and ideas that I myself or my readers may have never imagined as happening in the 21st century. And this is why I found it really important to um, basically connect each story that I had with an actual issue that was going on around the world.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I actually really love that. Is there any um, story specifically that really spoke out to you when you were kind of reaching out to these women and deciding on, um, you know, what to include in your book?
1: Yeah. um, So, I mean, not to say that this one um, stood out the most, because I think all of these stories in the book are really, really impactful. But one that um, I really found interesting was the story of a woman who became um, a teacher or a principal, sort of like the owner of a school. Mm -hmm. And um, parents would come up to her and say, um, you know, you can't tell my child what to do. You're, you're just a woman. Like, how can you dictate what I do and what my child does, even though she was the principal um, of the school and she was a teacher. And I found this so interesting because um, her her credibility, um, her character and everything that she had achieved in life was belittled down to her gender. And people were told that she has no say over the career or the work that she does. And I think that was really interesting to me because it also speaks to how women are treated in workplaces, not just she was just one example. But I think women are often belittled in the workplace, which affects their ability to become financially independent because this woman spoke about how um, due to this experience, she wanted to actually quit her job and just not work anymore. She did not end up doing that, which I really really find inspiring, but I can imagine that this does impact other women and they may even step out of their workplace which obviously affects their financial independence. So I think that was a really impactful story for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
0: I think I definitely agree um you know, these stories that you have, they absolutely bring authenticity and I love that example that you had Um, as well. I think it's seriously so amazing that you were able to reach out to all these women and, you know, get their stories into this one book. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, And actually, I'm wondering what your process was like in writing the rest of your book as well, because I know that different authors have different ways about, um, you know, going about writing a novel, getting inspiration. And
1: so I think it'd be pretty
0: cool to kind of hear about your process as a whole.
1: Absolutely. So, um, like I would mentioned, I connected with women over social media. Um, And once I sort of got all of these stories down and I was able to categorize them into like um, women that faced issues with education or workplace or like household responsibilities, I got started to writing and each of my chapters is um, sort of dedicated to one overarching issue. Um, The writing process was actually a lot of fun because... um, Like I said, it started with really understanding these stories. And for me, hearing these stories was a lot of fun. Uh, But the writing process obviously took a little more perseverance than I thought it would. Um, So when I had an idea, I was having a great time writing. But eventually, writer's block did kick in. And I just (laughs) couldn't figure out how to put my thoughts on paper. Um, That's when um, I, you know, sort of had like the bad days, as they would say in writing. Um, But I think I tackled that by just putting deadlines for myself. Um, that's something that really works for me. I do put deadlines, but my deadlines are not very stringent because I think if it's really stringent and I'm just, just trying to meet deadlines and not actually thinking about the quality of my work, that would suffer. So I think I did have deadlines, not very strict deadlines, but um, I was still trying my best to, you know, keep writing. And then even if I didn't 100% like what I was writing, I just got it down on paper and then I fixed it during the editing process.
0: hmm Yeah, definitely. I think that's actually a really great way of staying productive. Um, And you kind of talked a little bit about writer's block, actually, and kind of how that was a bit of a struggle for you. And I know that different authors also face different challenges, whether that is writer's block or, you know, getting the book published or anything else. Um, even in your case, maybe reaching out to these women and getting these stories. And so I'd love to know if, while kind of writing your book, you also faced any specific obstacles or struggles that you were kind of proud of overcoming.
1: Um, I think the first obstacle that I faced, or the majority of the obstacles I faced, were during the interviewing process because um, it required a lot of interaction with people. Um, and as much as i love interacting with people um reaching out to people that you don't know does require um like multiple follow ups a lot of time and then also coordinating between their time and your time and because the number of people that i was interviewing was so large um i did have to make sure that like i was able to coordinate everything and i had like this whole excel and stuff for it um the other like struggle that i sort of faced was um i realized that some stories were so impactful that when i was like speaking to the women about them they would get emotional and um, initially I didn't know how to react to this and I it it did become a little bit awkward but given like a few interviews in I realized that giving them some time and really understanding their situation was key so I was able to empathize with the people I was interviewing Um, and I'm really proud of how I sort of dealt with that issue because it was very delicate and the final struggle that I would Probably say was the language barrier. So, um, as you may or may not know, um, India is a country that has a bunch of languages. I only speak English and Hindi, but there's at least like 20 other languages that are spoken in each of the different states. And to be able to get this wider audience and not limit myself to only women that, like, you know, sort of spoke English and Hindi and came from my sort of background, I did have to overcome language barriers and I had to reach out to people, my contacts for like help with translation. Um, This was actually really great in the sense that I realized how much people are truly willing to help like people who had no stake in the book still was still were so active and saying, I would love to help translate this story for you. And it really showed me how great humanity is in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah yeah definitely and I actually really love that you were kind of able to learn a little something from each of these challenges or obstacles that you did face and you know yeah thank you so much for sharing because I think you know it's actually really interesting um, kind of how you were able to even grow as an author um, and communicator from all these different things that you've um, experienced And so now you've published Blooming, and you've probably received some feedback about your novel. So maybe some reviews, maybe some feedback. And so I'd love to kind of hear about some of the feedback you've gotten and maybe any favorite instances of where you realized that your writing has really touched
1: another person's life. Absolutely. Um, for the most part, I've received um, positive feedback. I have gotten some critique on like what other factors I could have included or what other kind of stories I could have included. Um, but I think the few, the fewer majority of the instances have been so great. I've had women tell me that um, the book inspires them and gives them solidarity, which was the goal of the book all Really happy. Um, even men have reached out to me and told me that they've become more aware and truly want to help the women around them in their families and their communities. Um, which was another goal of the book, and I'm and it makes me really proud and happy that the goals that I the aim that I had for the book is actually being achieved. Um, the, probably the most touching bit for me is when the interviewees read the books themselves and I had some of them tell me how grateful they were um, that they, be, they were able to have their voices heard and represented. I think this is a little bit of bittersweet feedback because it was actually me that was indebted to them for sharing their stories. And I felt really weird when they were reaching out to me and saying thank you for um, like having their voices represented. But it also really warned me to realize how the book was successful in having the unheard women actually be heard and um, I think that was a large part of where I was coming from before writing the book seeing all of the things that I had in mind for the book come to fruition was really really great
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think that's really incredible and I especially love how you kind of mentioned that your book even touched the lives of men and kind of inspired them to help the women in their lives as well and I think that's that's especially really just amazing Um. Mm-hmm. and you know you have such incredible Um, writing within your book and I know that there's a lot of um, you have this one goal of you know kind of helping women to um, be able to kind of tackle this idea of financial independence and so what would you say is one big takeaway from your book that you think is just so especially important for women to hear and understand?
1: Yeah, so um, I'd actually like to share share two takeaways. Um, One was a personal learning, and that was that people are going through so many things and crazy experiences. It's so important to contextualize a person's words and actions within their lives. And I really saw this as I spoke to so many women who were actually struggling with so many different things that... um, It was just so enlightening to see the different kinds of struggles people can have. And I'd really like to, like, everybody listening to this podcast really encourage everybody to um, to understand where the person you're communicating with is coming from. And the second learning, which is um, more specific to the book, was that financial independence is more than having just money. It's about having the freedom and the knowledge to use it the way you want. Just having um, a billion dollars in your bank account. Um, with somebody dictating how you can or cannot use it, what you can or cannot buy with it, does not um, truly lead to the independence aspect of finance. And I think that's really important because um, when you speak about marginalized communities or like women who don't have the financial independence, it's not to say that they are poor or they don't have enough to feed themselves. It's, it's to say that they cannot usually buy or spend on the things that are important to them, um, even though they have more than enough money to do so.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think those are some really cool takeaways. um, And I absolutely agree with them as well. And I think that is just another reason to kind of read your book, I think that it definitely would provide a lot of new perspectives on the subject. So, again, I think that's super incredible. Um, And I guess kind of shifting to some of the other projects you've worked on, because I know that you do quite a bit of work um, also related to the subject, um, but other than your book. And I also find that the research paper you wrote on financial literacy is quite interesting. And so I would love to hear more about kind of what inspired you to write this paper in the first place.
1: Um, so writing the paper was more of an academic journey for me. Um, what I truly wanted to understand was that there are so many reasons that I see women um, being financially dependent on like their male counterparts and what I wanted to understand through this paper was which of these factors are truly the most important which of these factors are playing the largest role and which of these factors should um one tackle if they have limited amount of time to get the greatest rewards in terms of increasing financial um, independence and the factor that did recurringly show up to be one of the most important or the most influential was financial which is why I looking for financial literacy as well. So I I kind of leveraged this paper um to help me understand what I could do or what would be the most impactful to help women become financially independent.
0: Oh wow yeah yeah definitely I think that's super super cool. Um and obviously you know writing a research paper can be a pretty long and grueling process sometimes and so. Um, can you tell me a little bit about what that process looked like for you? Just maybe any ups and downs, even how you felt when you finally got it published?
1: Yeah, um, so research in general is um, a very um, like high focus, high intensity activity. Um, I, I used primary data for this paper. So I created a survey and I got it circulated. I got um, over 130 responses, I think. And then that's, so after collecting the, like doing data, data analysis. analysis, um, and I used like multiple regressions and ANOVAs, and just did a bunch of statistical analysis to truly understand like the factors and the different age groups that I had, how these things were affecting financial independence. And then once I had my data lined out and I had it all like cleared up and filtered, um, I started analysis. Um, analysis was a very interesting process because it really involved looking at the data and then extracting from it tangible um conclusions and this was so interesting because I think this sort of built my view about what I need to achieve with my book as well because I um like kind of through the whole process one of the um, things that I found in my research paper was how much um household responsibilities were impacting married women's women specifically and that was something that I um wanted to find out like get into more through my book as well about how like after marriage, the household responsibilities childcare responsibilities, responsibilities on women truly do limit their financial independence.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's incredible. And thank you so much for sharing. Um, I think that, you know, all this writing that you've done is absolutely inspirational and I think it's so helpful. Um, And so absolutely, again, I just really appreciate all this amazing work that you're doing and I know that on top of all of this, um, you were a financial literacy workshop leader at Florence Capital. You also did a few other workshop activities as well. And so I would love to kind of hear more about these experiences of yours um, and kind of how they were for you.
1: Oh, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, the financial literacy um, workshops that I held were, um, like I said, previously like primarily to educate women on certain financial topics but more importantly or my larger goal with these was to instill in them instill in them a willingness to truly start learning about finances so while I did talk about like different types of investments or how to negotiate your salary I also did talk about the importance of financial independence in each of these workshops and these workshops were actually quite tight-knit um I had about 10 to 15 women attend these which interacting with each and every person answering all of their questions um, the women were interacting with each other as well so like if somebody had a particular experience and had a question and there was um, another woman who had had that similar had a similar experience they were able to share their experiences as well so it was sort of like a community building activity along with an education activity and it was so much fun because it allowed me to learn so much it allowed me to share so much and um, overall I think it was a very enriching experience and I look forward to doing so much more with these workshops as well
0: Mm -hmm. definitely yeah i'm really glad to hear that you know um you kind of wove discussion into this and people were able to kind of share their own stories as well i think that's absolutely super important when um you know talking about an experience like this or talking about a subject like this and like i said before i definitely see that um you know this being a really part a big part of your life you know financial independence and literacy um and so when you were younger, did you kind of see that this was the direction your life was heading towards, maybe when you were um, in middle school or even younger?
1: Uh, no, actually, I didn't imagine that I would be doing so much work related to um, financial independence or literacy. I always knew that these two things were very, very important to me because on um, the environment that I grew in, there were a lot of people who were not financially independent. And... Um, you know sort of seeing the negative impacts of that I knew that I always wanted to be financially independent Um, but as I grew older I realized that um, you know I had this particular goal for myself in mind but sharing it with so many other people could be so impactful Um, and I obviously didn't see the power of that in middle school but as I entered high school in the ninth and tenth grade I really started seeing how I could um, you know use the time and resources that I have to help other people um, see the vision that I have for myself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, super cool. I think it's actually really interesting that this is sort of a recent discovery, I guess you could say, um, about your interest in the subject. But I think it's amazing that you've already done so much work related to it. Um, And I guess throughout your personal experiences with financial literacy or independence, um, you know, whether that's things that you've observed in people close to you or also your process writing your book and research paper, what would you say are some of the most important things that you've learned along the way?
1: Um, for starters I've learned um, that like I said financial independence and literacy is much bigger than what most of us perceive it to be and um, in today's world where we do have access to so many things financial independence and literacy does stem from motivation and from willingness which I think um, you know a lot of women have and um, when I put it in an Indian context, this motivation is often shunned down. So a lot of financial independence comes from a very societal mindset. I think with cha- with like changing mindsets, with other people in um, understanding how important financial independence and literacy can be for those who actually don't have them, to not take it for something as granted is really important. Because I, f- I think if um, people step back and give women the platform and the opportunity to become financially independent. I think each and every person does have the motivation and can even access the resources and independent. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I love that. And I guess just to kind of close for today, I think it would also be cool to hear about some of the plans that you have for the next stages of your life, maybe any goals as well. Um, Yeah, just
1: go ahead and kind of talk a little bit about those. Sure. So um, like you, I, too, am in my last year of high school, which means I'm really looking forward to going to university next year. Um, And I think I want to take this goal forward to wherever I'm headed to, um, because I think so far, um, my work has been centered um, around Indian women and the kind of struggles that they're facing. I think in the next stages of my life, I want to bring this goal forward to make it a more of a global goal. Um, And as much as I do want to keep helping Indian women, and because I do have a lot of knowledge in this area after the work I've done, I also want to gain knowledge in the kind of intricacies that are limiting women um, in other parts of the world and start um, start finding ways to help people from different backgrounds as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Sounds super exciting. And I definitely wish you luck with all of that. Um, you know, you're already super accomplished. So I can definitely see you doing a lot more in the future as well. And yeah, what are just some, any last pieces of advice you would give young women out there who are maybe struggling with this idea of financial independence?
1: Um, I think... Well, I'm no expert to really um, speak about like advice for women struggling with financial independence, but mm-hmm. I would like to say that there are so many people out there um, who are with you, like myself, like Aline, and like so many of the other people who really, really want to see other women um, thrive. Um, I think you like reaching out for help or just knowing that there are people there to support you, whether or not they know you is really important. Um. So, yeah, I don't think I can give advice per se. I don't see myself as an expert on the topic, but I can say that um, I would always be there standing in solidarity. And I know that there are so many people um, who would be there for each other as well, as I've learned in this whole process of working with so many women.
0: Mm -hmm. Awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, thank you again for coming on here and speaking with me today. I absolutely love talking to you. And I really just can't wait to see that continued change that you plan on making in the future as well.
1: Thank you so much.